0: Hey fictional friends, and welcome to another episode of Fully Booked. I'm Megan. And I'm Shireen. And we are smack dab in the middle of our coverage of apocalyptic and post-apocalyptic fiction for the month of January. So in continuing... With that theme, I think we thought we'd go a little less, a lot less stupid than we did with the <laughs> first one.
1: Yeah, I guess that's a, an apt description.
0: Yeah, of that's it. So was. our first week, we covered the host, which was Stephanie Meyer making a vague attempt to step outside of the Twilight universe, and obviously it didn't work for her because she's <laughs> never she tried again. Went
1: right back into oh, yeah. Twilight universe. Oh yeah, she's
0: <laughs> never tried again. No. so
1: and like you know what? Like hats off to her. She knows what she's good at. It's only one thing.
0: You know what? Sometimes, you know what? If you know what your strength is, you should just play to that. Just really, you know, milk it for everything. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, this week, we're going to be taking a step in the complete opposite direction, and we're going to be talking about the 2009 adaptation of Cormac McCarthy's The Road. people do you think are still
1: alive? In the world? Not very many.
0: It is cold and growing colder. As the world slowly dies, no animals have survived, and all the crops are long gone. We won't
1: survive another winter here. Yeah, keep moving. It's out to the coast.
0: Uh, the movie came out, what, maybe three years after the book, two years after the book, three years after the book. I think the book's from 2005 or six or something. I believe so. Um, so hang on a second. You know what? I'm going to tell you if I can find it. 2006. All right. Okay. Yeah. So yes. Um, I, okay. Well, let's just start off with the ratings really quickly. Um, 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb, 74% on Rotten Tomatoes, which, you know, I think ba- it's really hard to talk, to, to like, I guess, describe something like this or talk about, I guess, how you feel about it. It's really difficult. This is like the kind of movie that's really difficult to do that with, I find, because I don't think that anybody can say that it's a badly made film. Oh, definitely. It's an not. excellently made film. The performances are very good. Yeah. The atmosphere is exactly what it should be for the story that's being told. But it's one of those. I guess, like, beautifully sad movies that you will watch once and then never watch again. <laughs> but then think about for the rest of your life. <laughs> and then think about forever, basically. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So uh, it stars uh, Viggo Mortensen in the lead role, and I think it's Cody Smith McKee is the kid. McPhee. McPhee, sorry. I think so, yeah. yeah no, you're right. Um, plays his son, Charlize Theron, also has a small role in this film as Viggo Mortensen's wife. Um, and there are other uh, very famous actors just sprinkled in. They all get one scene. Yeah. Because uh, the majority of the time we're following the father and son character who are like the main characters um, in the novel as well as in the film. Uh, they don't have names, and I'm sure that this was ambiguous in the novel as it well was. on purpose. Yeah. Uh, you know, so Viggo Mortensen is man. Uh, Cody Smith-McPhee is boy and Charlene Theron is woman because I think that the whole point of this is that it's post-apocalyptic and this could be, any person could be experiencing basically exactly what these characters are experiencing at this time Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know how much we need to get into like, there are such sort of long uh, long scenes and things in the film that I don't think that we need to go into too too much detail about, you can get a pretty good idea of it, an apocalyptic event Took place. Um, Vegan the earth Mortensen. earth is basically dead. Yeah. The earth is basically dead and is slowly but surely dying. Yeah. It seems like there's never any sunlight. Um, you know, very it's very dry. It's very dry. There's fires that are happening that everywhere. pop up everywhere. Uh, things are just caving in all over the place because it just seems as though that's it. The earth has like given up on itself mm-hmm. pretty much and so is slowly but surely wasting away. Yeah. And along with that, Obviously, a lot of people are wasting away. It seems that pretty much most animals have died, yeah. and so it cannot be used for food either. And, you know, the majority of plant life is dead as well. So there's a lot of struggle mm. in order to be able to find uh, food, clean water any resources that you would really have and it's i guess at the beginning of the story it's been this way for like a number of years i want to say maybe seven or eight years i don't know how old the kid is supposed to be i think the kid is supposed to be about eight okay Um, so about eight years so cormac mccarthy wrote this
1: book because he was quite an old father so he had his son when he was a lot older want to say like 70 years old or Mm -hmm. something 60 70 years old and so like man and boy in the book are supposed to be like um Cormac McCarthy and his son yeah and it's really you know he wrote the book to show that like that there's hope even in the worst types of situations, you can find the best in people. Yeah.
0: Um, um, also, yeah, rest in peace, Cormac McCarthy, he passed away uh, in June of 2023. There you go. So, uh, so, yeah, at 89 years old. Yeah, okay. So, yes,
1: yeah, so he was quite a bit older when he had his son. And, you know, going back to your point, this is happening over a span of, like, a few years. It's quite shocking the decline that happens. Like, they don't really because they keep flashing back and forth to Vigo Mortensen and Charlize Theron,
0: and you can see that, like, life is normal in some situations. There was a time <coughs> in which everything seemed perfectly normal before this yeah. started, obviously. Yeah, that's it, and it, it seems to have been, and again, like, the majority of post-apocalyptic stuff, it seems to come out of nowhere. Right you know, nobody really knows what's going on. Wow, I'm just looking at this Wikipedia page, and Cormac McCarthy and I shared a birthday. Isn't oh, that do funny? Yeah. Oh, that's
1: funny. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> um, yeah, and so basically what happens is, you know, like, throughout the course of the story, you find out that, you know, um, Charlie's Theron got pregnant probably, you know,
0: around the time that this whole apocalypse was happening. Yeah. Um, throughout, Yeah, because she was already pregnant that we see in the first scene where yeah. things start to happen. She was already showing. Yeah, and
1: so by the time she actually has the baby, like, there's a big decline, uh, things are not good. Yeah. She's already saying, like, what kind of life is this? Like, why are we doing this? You know,
0: I don't want to do this. I think she's having such a crisis as well because she's realizing that she has no choice but to bring a child into this environment. Right. Um, and I think she feels like, you know, that that's unfair to her, unfair to the child, unfair to him. Yeah. And everything. Um, and I think that it would be really, I'm sure that this was probably done purposefully as well. I believe that Cormac McCarthy co-wrote the screenplay for the film. Yeah. Which which makes sense because I think that it sticks really closely to it does it's as much to as to possible anyway to yeah. the um, sequence of events in the novel I think that uh, it would be really easy to vilify Charlize Theron's character for many of the choices that she makes throughout but it's totally the story. understandable but to- I just yeah but I do feel like this is probably one of those stories that really posits like makes you stop and think of like and makes you stop not to feel like you can't really judge people to yeah. an extent because you really, no matter what we think, no matter how we feel about it, you do not know how you would react in a situation like this, short term or long term. I think long term is something that people do not think about often enough. What it would mean well, the for years to that go by that it would have on you, like yeah, to be
1: scavenging for food and you know, so you know, you see as they go back and forth in the movie, um, basically Charlie Theron's character gave up um she decided that she did not want to live anymore yep. in this environment uh it's quite sad because Vigo Mortensen his character basically begs her to stay with them and keep going
0: and she just she just can't it's just it's just Two really good actors portraying two very realistic people. Yeah. So it's very easy for you to kind of get swept up in it yourself and really believe that this is entirely a situation that could happen, even between yourself and a partner. um, 100%. In a situation that was similar to something like this. So, yeah, so we've gotten all of the flashbacks that like walk you through, like sporadically, sort of a time when they were happy versus after all of this occurred. Obviously, she had the baby several years past. And she just decided she just couldn't deal with it anymore. And so decided to, you know, end her life. life. Um, And then, you know, everything that's happening in present is really uh, the man and the child struggling to survive the majority of the time. Most of the... Uh, the interactions that they have, particularly. I do like that the interactions that they have at, with other people who they come across mm. at the beginning of the story are very negative yeah. because it's we're uh, given to understand that um, cannibalism has become quite rampant yeah. in this world because of the complete lack of food. Yeah. So, a lot of people unfortunately have banded together in these groups, and you know, anyone that they come across, they'll kill and eat yeah. basically. Um, and I, pretty horrific scenes around this. Like, this movie is quite. Like, graphic in some way. Yeah, it's quite visceral. It's not overly like physically graphic, but it's just you understand what's happening and as soon as you understand the specifics of that, it's very visceral and your reaction to it would be as well obviously. Um, You know, uh, and I think that I find it interesting that that's what they start off with are, like, you know, sort of the gangs of, like, cannibals and things like that who are trying to hunt people down. And you slowly but surely throughout the course of the story, their interactions with the people that they come across become more and more positive Mm -hmm. because because they come across people who are more positive as well. Yes, I mean... I would use
1: the word positive.
0: Well, I don't know how else to describe it. The boy
1: calls them the good guys and the bad
0: guys. Yeah, well, because Um, as a child as well, like, there's no other way to interpret it. And throughout history, that's how we've interpreted things. Good versus evil, good people versus bad people, white hats versus black hats.
1: No. Uh,
0: You know, and how we, like, how we interpret that as, like, a positive and a negative or, like, two contrasting kind of viewpoints about things. But obviously, that's not, you know, that's not what people are like. Everyone yeah. has some positive and negative in them in the first place. And, again, desperate circumstances like this would cause people to behave out of character Completely and potentially, yeah, and potentially, you know, act in ways that they really never would have otherwise. 100%.
1: Yeah. And, you know, we were kind of joking around watching this movie. Like, I kept saying, like, well, it's Shereen so was sad and so bleak. Like, it's just so bleak. And, you know, the whole... <laughs> point of it again is like to demonstrate that that thread of hope you know even in the worst circumstances. So they do have some interactions with other characters Mm -hmm. that are... And they also... Okay. Yeah.
0: And they also have, I mean, the entire point, I think, of the character of the boy is Mm -hmm. to be that thread of hope throughout, right? Is, you know, because his attitude is much more positive and he wants to see the best in every person that they come across and that they interact with in any way, shape, or form. Um, You know, and that kind of starts when they meet an old man um, who's partially blind, I think. Yeah. Well, partially. Not a, a Less than he leads you to believe because right. he can see things just fine when he wants to. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, they have an interaction with him on the road um, because they're trying to go south to get somewhere warmer. Because, mm-hmm. of course, since there's no real sun out, everything is cold and yeah. dying. And so they think if they get somewhere closer to the, the south and closer to water and the coast, then maybe they'll be able to, you know, make do- it to make it. Um you and know, also,
1: like, when things are like this, like, you have to have something that you're working
0: towards. hundred percent. Like, you need a goal. Otherwise, what are you going to do, you know? Well, that's it. Exactly. You need some sort of goal. Even if your goal is just surviving in general, finding food, finding water, mm. uh, finding shelter, mm-hmm. whatever it is, you do need something. You can't just, if you sit in one spot, you'll just wither away and die very slowly. hundred percent. So, no one would really want to deal with that. Um, so, yeah, they do have, like, one interaction with this older man. Who, um, again, that's it, like, you know, sort of like the dad wants to just, like, leave him and the kid is like, no, we should give him food, we should do this for him, we should do that for him, we should help him, kind of thing. And they do have, like, you know, a conversation and an interaction um, as well, again, about their having to be hope, There having to be something to work towards uh, as they continue on again again there's like a lot of sort of like much more graphic stuff with a group of cannibals unfortunately who they stumble upon yeah. who are keeping a whole bunch of people in their basement in the and they eat parts of them at well, a time it's, it's really, just awful yeah, it's really gross um so there's like you know like there's a lot like sort of, of more like I guess violent stuff that happens. It's not terrible, but there's, there are there's like there is another aspect horrible of
1: scene with a woman and
0: a baby or a they kid, eat the baby. Oh, we don't you don't really see that in the movie though. Uh, they show it very very quickly. Well, it's the woman running away with her kid. She's got like a kid who can run no, on their own. There's where? another
1: scene, and I don't I can't remember. It happens so fast, but I remember from seeing this movie in the past yeah. um, where they kind of go up behind, like, a group after they've left their campsite. Okay, yeah. And they find, like, bones, but they only show it very briefly. Oh, like, baby bones? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yes. Yeah. Sure. So, but in the book, like, it's a lot more graphic. Yeah. Um, cause, like, this is, like, widespread, this attitude of, like... Get a woman pregnant, eat the baby.
0: Like, yeah, but, like don't keep the baby. Obviously, because yeah. it's just another mouth to feed. Yeah. So, really, like use the baby for food, which is like the slowest process in the world. Oh, but it's horrible. It takes nine months to have a child. It's insane. I know. I think it was just more for the shock factor. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, they do. There are moments of reprieve. A little bit. There is like a farmhouse that they stumble mm. upon, and they find a really big storm shelter outside with uh, that's really stocked with food and essentials. And Things that they'll need, um, and they, you know, do get like certain aspects of things working enough to be able to like shower, mm-hmm. <laughs> clean themselves up a little bit, do all of that stuff, um, and stay there for I I would I want to say maybe a couple of weeks or something. Yeah, I think so. Um, before again, the dad's paranoia kicks in because they hear people mm-hmm. in some way and a dog which yeah. is weird because like what
1: <laughs> most people would have just eaten the dog, eaten the dog that's, that's it, it. so mm-hmm. they
0: do hear that and then of course he gets too paranoid and like no we can't stay here we just have to pack up what we can on like a small wagon and bring yeah. it with us which they do again decide to do they do manage to make it eventually to the coast they yeah. run away from people a few times and stuff they do manage <clears> to- they
1: realize there's nothing there yeah
0: unfortunately i mean like, a, like <coughs> some of the um Uh, the water's dried up, obviously. Not all of it, but some of it, because there's, like, a whale carcass, like, uh, like bones from a whale carcass on the beach and stuff. Um, And they do realize, unfortunately, that it's not sunny there all of a sudden. It's not warmer there. Um, And they, you know they're going to keep going, because again, you need to work towards something, uh, slowly but surely, Viggo Mortensen's character has been getting, becoming more ill, uh, throughout the passage of the film, because I don't see... There's a lot of, like, smoke in the air and stuff. Yeah, it's like a smog that just just exists everywhere. It's, um, like, in our area, for instance, uh, what was it? It would have been this past like summer of 2023, there were a lot of pretty yeah. severe forest fires up North in our area and a couple of, uh, a little ways over in the Maritimes and stuff in Canada. And, um, we we're closer to the city, so we didn't really get very much of that. But we got a lot of the after effects. And there were actually, like, quite a few weeks where there was a really high level of smog on and off for periods of time. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. We were, you know, if you go out and about, it's like everything smells weird. It feels thick in the air. It's a very strange kind of thing to be, like, experiencing if you're not used to it. Mm. So we had quite a bit of that. Um And it sort of sort of reminded me of that just thicker like you can see it as opposed to just like smelling it when you go outside right um yeah so and i know that like you know inhaling that after a period of time like eventually it's going to have an effect on your health obviously um and you know he's more likely he it's normal he's a father he gives most of the food to the kid and the water and everything else that they have the majority of it goes to the child you know for him to be sustained which it would and that's expected that's totally normal i think pretty much every parent would do that right Um, so he's been becoming more and more ill. Uh, they do, again, have an interaction with, uh, a man. So there's a ship that's sort of semi-shipwrecked, I guess. Just, 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 like, not too far swim away, basically. Um, it's kind of, like, been grounded there. Yeah. So Viggo Mortensen swims off to go and look for supplies. Uh, yeah, exactly. In and uh, on the ship, and see what he can find. Um, the son falls asleep, and there's a an, first unseen figure, a man who approaches, has a knife. You kind of think something violent might happen, but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. He just steals all of the stuff.
1: Yeah, all their food and all then their clothes. Exactly.
0: So when the dad comes back, he's like, "What the fuck? What yeah. happened?" Um, I do appreciate. I like a, most, like pretty much all the interactions between the father and son. I find are really good in this mm-hmm. and that. Even when the kid does something, he falls asleep, he doesn't keep an eye on the stuff at the camp or this or that, uh, he gets sick at one point, and he has a fever yeah. and everything. Dad never blames him for no, anything. He's just it's a just just like dad. it's not your fault like yeah. you're not doing anything wrong, and he's a child,
1: yeah, well, he's just a good dad, yeah, exactly.
0: that's it. Like the level of devotion there is kind of what you would expect it to be mm. um they Basically, he takes off running and is like, No, we're gonna get our stuff back. They catch up to the man who's stolen it, uh, who's just like, That's it again, somebody else who's just desperate, played by Michael K. Williams. Mm -hmm. Rest in peace, he passed away a couple years ago. Really Mm -hmm. good actor, um, who again is like, You can just see it's just one scene, but you can see like the desperation on his face of like, No, I'm not giving you anything. And then when you know, he the dad points a gun at him and everything, and he does, and he makes him, like, strip off all his clothes and stuff, too. He's just like, please don't do this, you know, and the kid (laughs) is fighting him, because, again, the kid is the threat of positivity and hope of being like, don't do that. We should help him. We should do something. He's just hungry. He's just hungry. He's just desperate the way that we are, you know? And he, he keeps
1: saying to his dad, like, we're supposed to be the
0: good guys. Yes, yeah. We're supposed yeah. to be the good guys. And again, yeah. that's normal. I think when you are a kid, like, you'll classify things in good or bad. Like, you, there's not really much gray area. And mm. the older you get, the grayer everything kind of becomes to an extent. Right. And in circumstances like this, I would think the gray area would it would just all be gray. It's all gray. <laughs> everything, the whole movie's gray. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> the, the entire movie has a gray filter over yeah. top of it. There's no sun. <laughs> Nothing is nice. And they I guess they do a good job that way of the flashback scenes everything is very bright and sunny mm. so you get a lot of that and much more colorful you know the yes. grass is green the clothes that they're wearing are brighter it's just
1: shocking like the amount ima- like the decline that happened yeah it's between, crazy in the like,
0: and like you're saying in the in a span of about seven eight years and like,
1: like even if let's say you know there was no grass when she was pregnant and stuff like mm-hmm. It was still within the lifetime that they had together, yeah, yeah, yeah. so it would have been within like a twenty-year span, let's say, maximum at the absolute know? most. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, just like okay, so they went from having like a normal life to like the whole planet is
0: dead. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, um, and it is it is interesting to see as well throughout the, the sort of course of things again because you know it brings forth that idea of uh children being yeah. born into this reality and mm. never having known anything other than that like they've just done that i was saying when we were watching it on uh the last of us right yeah. they do that with the last of us is like ellie and a lot of the kids her age she's what 15 she's supposed yeah. to be um they never knew they never knew it else. because this yeah. has been 24 25 years of this basically yeah. has been going on
1: which I mean, you could argue that it's almost better to not know the difference. Like. I think,
0: I think so, especially for young people. Yeah. I would think like if you had only had a glimpse of a few years of something nice and normal, you would hope that you just wouldn't remember it even because yeah. it would just be so horrible. It would be harder for older people, yeah. like the to older characters, of the old way of because being. you had this, you know, like normal and I'm sure in comparison, like wonderful mm-hmm. <laughs> existence before all of this happened. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so they mm-hmm. get their we digress. St- yeah. Anyway, they get their stuff back. They do go back to the coast, like the beach, pretty much where they are. And, um, this is kind of where we hit, like, the full decline at the end of the film, because Vigo Mortensen's character, like I said, has been getting progressively more ill, and yeah. we're really hitting the point now where, like, he's not going anywhere else, like, he's not, yeah. you
1: know, he, like, he's not making
0: it past this point. And he knows it, and he starts, like, telling his
1: son, like, you know, make sure you do this, make sure you do that. Yeah, like, to be aware of. his last few words of wisdom. But also,
0: like, in, like, not in, like, a horribly negative way either, where it's really, like, you know, make sure you're kind of taking care of yourself and doing this and that, but also, like, don't give up, like, keep mm. going. Don't stay here for too long. Mm. You know, move on and be willing to do that. And you're like, okay. Mm. Um, uh, I also, that's true, you know what, I didn't mention it before, but I really, uh, what I found was smart and really realistically done is the, all of the characters that are coming into contact with one another, the older characters, yeah. there's such a level of paranoia. Yes. Because there are different interactions, you know, where they're attacking each other. There's, like, one instance where they are attacked by this couple that are in this random Mm -hmm. house somewhere, um, and you know Vigo Mortensen gets like shot in the leg with an arrow yeah. and he uses he's gotten a flare gun from that ship and he shoots it and hits wh- whoever the guy was who did that straight in the chest and kills him Yeah. and when he goes into the house obviously the guy's like partner or whatever she's in there as well and she's like yelling at him that like you know how could you do that and stuff and he's like well you were following us and she's like no you were following us and yeah. you just see the level of paranoia <sighs> that exists with these people where it's like that's like what, what would happen eventually is that everybody's like everyone's out to get me yeah. you know there's always someone like trying to take my stuff trying to kill me trying to do this trying to do that and I think that's like ex- exactly what would happen under these circumstances 100%. oh yeah
1: and, you know there, you have nothing no so you have
0: to protect
1: what little the little that you, you do have. have
0: with your life yeah. basically and that's what exactly what they're doing <clears throat> so yeah they do have their final sort of scenes together in the morning uh, the son wakes up and the father's passed away mm. um, and he you know decides he's gonna he stays with him for a bit but and he decides he's going to get himself together, get his stuff together, and do exactly what his dad said, which is, you know, keep moving, keep, keep moving. going. Yeah. Um, when he's kind of standing by the beach, he's approached by a man mm-hmm. who, you know... Guy Pearce. Guy, yeah, I know. <laughs> Again, they're all there for one scene. It's weird. Yeah, um, yeah that's it. So Guy Pierce approaches him, and is, you know, kind of like, you know, like, hey, like, you know, I saw you, we had seen you, you are with your dad, mm-hmm. where is he kind of thing, and the kid tells him, like, you know, his dad died. He said he was my dad, so... Mm-hmm you know, he died. Um, and the guy's like, you know, do you, do you want to come with me? Yeah. Um, and the kid is like, I sh- like, you know, I shouldn't go with you kind of thing. And he's you're like, you're going to eat me. <laughs> yeah. You're going to do this or do that. He's like, no, no, I don't do that. And he says, I forget what it is that the kid says specifically. And, um, uh, the son says, yeah, the son says, do you have this? And he says, yes, we do. Mm -hmm. And the kid's like, we, you know? Um, and then that's it. He basically is like, yeah, we have kids. Yeah. Um, and
1: the, like, we didn't mention it, but like throughout the movie, and this kind of goes back to your paranoia point, um, the boy says things like he catches glimpses of this family and he says to his papa, there's a boy. I just saw a boy. I saw a boy. Or I just heard a dog. I saw a dog,
0: you know? And the dad's like, stop. Like, like
1: yeah, like, you're obviously, like, delirious That's from it. Thunder. Or he, if he
0: hears the dog, too, and he admits it, and he's like, yeah, but that means there's people with it, yeah. but in a negative way. When yeah. When it, what we do come to find out is that Guy Pierce's character has a wife, mm-hmm. and two children, a boy and a girl, and, and, they, a have, and they have their dog, and yeah. so those are actually the people who've been following them. I yeah. believe that we're led to understand that they, at that farmhouse where they found the storm shelter, they figured out that they were there at the same time, yeah. and then I think that the wife mm-hmm. particularly, she only has like a few lines, but from what I understand, she was very nervous about this man traveling with, with his one son. Yeah, she and was so, worried
1: that he was going to eat him.
0: <laughs> and I think that she convinced her husband, like, we have to follow and make sure yeah. that everything's okay. So I think they had been following at a distance for, like, a while yeah. after all of this happened. And so at the end, they ask him, like, you know, we'd like you to— we're so happy that you're okay and we'd like you to come with us. And so he winds up, like, with, them, with them, basically. And so there's that
1: that hope again. Again. Like, so going back to, you know, Cormac McCarthy, who wrote this book for his son— It was like, you know, there is good in people. You know, the people will give you hope. There's always something, you know, positive that can come out of it. And when, you know, when I read this book, I was actually studying it in school, and we did a comparison with 1984, and it was quite a stark comparison between, like, the tone of, like, the British-written 1984 Versus The Road, um, where the whole point of it was hope. Like, hold on to that hope. Right. Like, never give up. Uh, The mom gave up, but you shouldn't give up because there's always something. Yeah can happen around the corner whereas 1984 it's like yep well we're all gonna die and we better just get in line and uh that's about it you know (laughs) oh well oh well like we're done yeah it's true
0: um yeah i think but yeah i think in terms of uh an adaptation in terms of the film making itself the performances everything excellent, excellent excellent but yeah if you're if you're in if you're looking for something like a fun easy watch it's no. it's absolutely no. not that. It is very dark. The subject matter is like disturbing at times, so just be aware of that. Um but yeah, it's an excellently made film. You know what I haven't checked actually is what like how much money this movie actually made. Yeah, now see it barely <laughs> it barely made back its own budget. It had a budget of 25 million. The box office was 27.6. And I think, I want to say, I don't know if I'm, like, reading too much into this, but I also want to say that this came out in uh, November of 2009. This was, like, a year after the crash in the States. Yeah. And I have to wonder, to an extent, if this was just bad times all around and people were you know just not looking for yeah. a really dark really upsetting film at well, the time. I mean, it's, it's also like i feel like if you hadn't read the
1: book if you didn't really know what this was about sure like, you wouldn't be like oh hey oh hey <laughs> this, this looks look- like
0: a fun time <laughs> <laughs>
1: like i like my only motivation to see this movie in the first place and i did see it back in 2009 because yeah. that's when i was actually studying the book because right. i was at a level at the time um or was it 2010? Anyway. Um, close enough close to when enough it had come out. Close to yeah. when it came out. Like, the only motivation to watching this movie ever was because you'd read the book. Because I'd read yeah, the book. of course. And you'd done, you know? like, a whole analysis of right. it. Right. Yeah. But, like, nobody was gonna be like, hey, you know what? We'll be a really good time. Oh my god,
0: yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? It'll be a fun night at the cinema for everyone together. Like, just go with a few friends. Yeah. And you leave and just be like, I'm sad I'm now. I'm so sad
1: forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Pretty much. Yes. But it's an excellently made film. No yes. one's surprised Vigo Viggo Morten, since Vigo Mortensen, so the movie's probably going to be pretty decent. And,
1: you know, was the book better? Um, the book was very well written. Yeah. Um, one of those, same thing. You're going to read it once and then never look at it And then never look at, at, it, at it again. again. <laughs> um... I would say that because Cormac McCarthy helped with the screenplay and because the actors were so good, yeah, uh, I would say that you know it's it's just one of those uh, really great adaptations, yeah. To your point. Like it's just like, a kind of an on par, yeah. Situation. Like yeah. I wouldn't even say like one or the other. I I would say that they really complement each other really well great. because if you've read the book,
0: you'll really appreciate the film. I'm you'll, sure you will appreciate the yeah. visual
1: of the film, um, and so they kind of go hand
0: in hand. Okay. Is what I would say. Okay, well yeah. that makes sense um but have you guys uh, i'd like you know because it's been quite a while since the movies come out as well so have you guys uh, read the book have you watched the film have you done both of those things did possibly you think
1: it was a good night at the movies
0: yeah that's it maybe you <laughs> did maybe it's just us i don't know uh you can let us know about that over on instagram tiktok or threads at fully booked ca and you can also check out our facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash book was way better but until next week guys keep on reading thanks everyone Let's <laughs>